All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 258 of the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations in Edmonton, number 15 coming out to Fort Saskatchewan. That will be exciting. Don't forget a proceed of all in-store and curbside pickup orders go towards local charities. And uh, if you if you can't make it into the store for whatever reason, maybe you're quarantining and you just want some good food dropped off, Oodle Noodle also available uh, via our friends at Skip the Dishes. Episode 258, Chalmers is here, Bag Milk is here, Jay is here as well. Um, that was a, I tweeted it. I said, the beers taste better when uh, the Oilers are beaten up on the Calgary flames like that. And that was just like, you could kind of tell five minutes in that Connor McDavid was in the mood to just fucking dominate and do something special. And he did exactly that. So I figured we'd start the podcast. Just, uh, just go around the horn here and I'll start with you, Jay, your thoughts on the eight point swing this weekend, man. Does it must suck to be a Flames fan on Twitter this past weekend? Because I bet you we were just unbearable. And I love it. That was unbelievable. That first game was, you know, a bit of a snooze fest and uninspired. And, you know, we got the win. And that's all I really care about at the end of the day. But then fast forward to Saturday. And wow, tone set. Sam Bennett made the fucking mistake of poking the bear. And by poke the bear... I mean, poke the fucking hammer because Jujar fed him. That was amazing. That set the tone. That showed Calgary we weren't getting pushed around. And Connor McDavid, like you said, 
became fucking activated and unleashed his will on the fucking lames. And I loved it. Chalmers, what'd you think? Well, I thought it was great. I mean, I, uh, I really, really enjoyed Saturday night's game. Uh, yeah, Jay's right. Friday night was a bit of a snooze fest, but you know what I noticed the most was that like guys who used to kill us in the secondary scoring for the flames, they weren't, they weren't effective. And it was like, whenever I watched back when the flames would beat us and, you know, it seemed like our second, you know, we always count on guys like McDavid, Dreisaitl and Nuge. Um, it was a real role reversal, man. They're, they're, even their good players had like no impact on the game. Um, and it was just a fucking swift ass kicking. And it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. Felt good. I think swift not ass to mention, kicking. Not to, mention, not to mention what it did in the standings. Like the standings, I was a little nervous because before when the standings would show us, you know, in the top three, but we had played like four more games than everybody else. And, you know, it wasn't a very accurate picture. And now that, you know, we still have one more game than Toronto. You have two more than Winnipeg and stuff like that. It's it's more accurate because they're catching up. And so it just makes you feel better seeing the points and the win percentages. And, yeah, it's good. Sorry to jump in to talk about the standings that you just said, Chalmers. God damn you, Vancouver. You were beating Winnipeg. You were winning the game. And you fucking had to give it up and lose an OT last night and make it a fucking three-pointer. That would have been huge for us. But anyways, we control the controllables. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather be the team that's up in the standings with a couple games in hand, I think, than the team that's, you know, behind by six, seven points with a couple games in hand because you want to be controlling your own destiny, right? And the Oilers, with that, put themselves in a spot to do it. Like, that was a fucking eight-point swing this weekend, which is just insane. The fact that the Oilers didn't even let the Flames bring one of those games to overtime was was really surprising. And yeah, Calgary in that second game just looked like... I know they ended up putting up 44 shots on that. Amigo Koskinen played really good. But in those two games, I don't think I could count like 10 dangerous scoring yeah. chances that the Flames had. Like they just yeah. kind of seemed like a lot of their shots in that were like perimeter opportunities that never really had much of a chance of going in. Yeah, I was going to say like, I would love to see the heat map on those shots because I didn't feel... My my uh, my the, my stomach like butterflies of nerves uh, because of all like the dangerous chances that were occurring, which happened had been happening in the games before. I, I felt like we they got a lot of shots, but we kind of kept it to the perimeter because everything just felt controlled. I didn't felt I didn't feel stressed out for one second in either game. Even yeah, even in the first game when it was one goal in the third period, like the Flames had a lot of zone time. But I think they only ended up mustering off like two shots at five on five in the third period. Like Edmonton did a good job of limiting their opportunities, which has been huge. Like you go back through now since Mike Smith returned to the lineup, the goals against that the Oilers have given up. Uh, they gave up one to Ottawa, two to Ottawa, shut out the Habs. They did give up six to Winnipeg. That was the bad game, but then just two to Winnipeg. And then it combined two in the games against uh, Calgary. It's like the gold ending defense, all of it's been uh Incredible bag milk. You do the beat cast post game on Instagram live. Uh, what people were fired up. Like, I mean, we'll get into what happened on that beat cast in a second, but like the fan base is feeling pretty fucking good right now. eh? Yeah. Yeah. The fan base was feeling good. The people were excited. I was excited. Everyone was excited. Just like LC 1785 who gave real life a five-star review. She says, I'm a stay at home mom. 
likely out of their demographic, but I always look forward to this podcast. Maybe a little less when they're talking about football, but it's worth it for the Oilers takes, general banter, and bag milks giggling throughout. Keep it up, boys. Five stars. <laughs> All right. That's a great I also, review. I also enjoy bag milk giggling. If you listen well, back to the first Manscaped promo I read, Bag Milk <laughs> was laughing the whole fucking time. Listen, man, I love me my pube talk. I don't, uh, I'm not going to apologize for it either. I love it's a good Bag Milk giggle. Just because like if you're on a rant and you get a giggle out of like mid-rant, you know you're on like the right path. It's like, okay, I'm fucking he really is. He, he really is. There's certain people out there that when you get them to laugh or giggle, you know you're, you know you're hitting some strings with people. You know you're, you're hitting the right notes. And bag milk's definitely one of them. A tale of sadness. Yet this is a five-star review from Spy C. Wiener. Love the pod. Love the pod, but just want to use this to express how much my blood boils whenever I see Chase on on the ice for the power play or in (laughs) late-game situations. Olympy, too, when I see him out there. That is another five-star review. I uh, I compete in something called scalding hot takes every week on AM radio. And my take this last week was having Pugliarvi on the bench, but opting to use Chase on on the power play is like having a brand new Buick parked in the garage, but opting to drive your grandpa's Buick, you know, like from the commercials. Um, it really doesn't make sense to me. Chase on's been on a heater, so credit to him. But I, I would love to see. I agree with that review. percent. I want less Chase on in my life, not more. How about this one then, Tyler? Five-star review from Noodle King is King. Fuck. Uh, and the title is More Chalmers Rants. Love the pod. Most days I'm walking around at a two out of 10, but when the real life podcast comes on, boom, straight to an eight out of 10. Keep up the great work. Also, one question. If you were born deaf, what language would you think in? Low-key, someone needs to sneak more mice into Wanye Manor. By far my favorite episode. That is from Noodle King. If, if you were born deaf, wouldn't you think in the language that you read? Maybe sign language, yes. maybe. Right? Yep. I think that's how that would work. I don't know. Maybe, there, maybe one of our listeners can help us with that. How about this one then, Tyler? Five-star review from Hank the Tank. This one came in late last week. Chalmers is a polarizing figure is the title of this review. Chumgate was infuriating. Then I heard the tips to keep your basement from flooding by emptying hose bibs and probably save my basement during this cold snap. Completely restored my faith in him. Bag milk is responsible for my air fryer purchase. I regret nothing. Five-star review. That's a good review. That's a great yeah. review. Yeah. So he was, infuri- he was infuriated by the fact that he thinks that, I, that I'm a cheater, I'm guessing? Uh, apparently so. Yeah, Hank the Tank, very passionate about Chumgate. Uh, <laughs> well, Hank, I got some redeeming qualities, buddy. I do. Yeah, you saved his basement. Your ability uh, to do at my desk. We're going to get to that in a second. Sitting at my desk, a five-star <laughs> review. Just the title is great. My favorite podcast makes me laugh all the time. Used to dislike Chalmers as he brought nothing hockey-wise. <laughs> now I don't mind him special, specifically for his house tips. Might need to insulate my attic. Listening since the Gregor days, does Oodle Noodle deliver to rural Strathcona County? That is from Alex. Oof, that's a tough question. I, uh, that's, that's on Skip the Dishes. I don't know if how rural they'll go, but uh, huh. I, I want to get it to you. Well, then you're going to want to get this five-star review in your ears from Mick Yeezus, 
The title is Keep Nuge Forever. My name's Chance, and I'm from Fort Vermilion, Alberta. Huge fan of the pod, been listening since day one. Keep up the Nuge talk. Chalmers needs to learn more about hockey, though. Like, come on, you're on an Oilers Nation podcast. Also, I am predicting an Oilers sweep of the flames this weekend. Go Oilers. Keep Nuge forever. So, wow. Chance was correct can, on that. Can, can, I please, can I please respond? I'd like to respond to this hockey talk nonsense. Now, well, are they wrong? If Wanye was... If Wanye was on the show, he would be the first to admit I was not brought onto this podcast for my hockey knowledge. It's my knowledge of everything else. The hockey knowledge that I have, I will gain from talking to you guys. It's like bringing Joe Public into a hockey podcast to ask the questions that some, that some people wouldn't ask, right? And like that's I was never I, I never came onto this podcast and was never invited onto this podcast as somebody who was going to break down every shift and every play and even even just like macro hockey shit like yeah i know hockey i've played it my whole life but i don't fucking study this stuff and that's not why i'm here so to everybody listen i'm trying if you haven't noticed i like i i'm trying to like watch more games and have more takes and, and be more be more active in it and i know your Chuck would appreciate that because yes. he gives me shit about not, not uh bringing hockey talk but listen I'm trying, man. It's a work in progress. That's the oh, way hey, that hey, works. That work in progress is probably why Portrait Hockey gave a five-star review late last week. Love the pod, boys. I'm about to become an Edmontonian again, so the odd rambling that takes place on this pod is so relatable. I wrote for Jets Nation at one point, and I wish I stuck with it because it would have been a blast to talk hockey and life with the fellas. Cheers, y'all. That one's from Trin. And we are up to date on. Well, welcome back to Edmonton. Welcome back to the Yeg, my friend. We Did we get like six reviews in the last week? Yep, we are up to date now. That is six reviews in the last week, Tyler. We asked. Please. We asked for a member. We shall yeah. receive. Yeah. Please keep hitting us up with reviews. Please do not I will stop. read them. I promise you. It. Just keep hitting us up with the reviews. And like anything, really, like can leave I, us can reviews. I give a review? Yeah, sure. Well, no, go ahead with what you're saying because I'm gonna I'm just switching topics with my review. So go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say, leave us a review, like with the chase on one. You can really say anything you want, or if you have a question for us, or you have a take that you want us to talk about, our DMs are open on everything. You can just shoot us a DM, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, we'll get to your take. We'll bring it onto the pod. Why not? A lot of the times, we literally have nothing else to talk about. Okay. Jay, uh, I have a review. Okay. Uh, my review is from the for the latest episode of the post game beatcast. I would like to title my review. That was a hoot. <laughs> All of the animosity and buildup for the call to action for Chalmers to figure out how to work Instagram to be able to join Instagram live and then come live and and create that performance that he did. That is five stars. Hashtag keep nude for as the uh, host of the beatcast. The uh, fun part about Saturday night's win was everybody was already in a good mood in general and everybody was having fun. Oh, it was great. And those are my favorite ones to do. But then when Chalmers poked his nose into the chat and he starts throwing out commentary and the people wanted Chalmers on there and the fact that he couldn't get onto the live and he could not figure out how to accept an invite or send an invite and then it turns out so it turns out his app was just out of date it was just it was 15 minutes of just dragging ass to get Chalmers onto the B cast oh. and then when he finally got on there man you you came through my friends 
You really did. Cause I, I was almost at a point where I was ready to <laughs> shut it down. Awesome. I was ready to go to bed because it was pushing midnight at that point. And then you came on and you kind of just I took know. over my show. I was kind of stressing out. Like, to be honest, I felt like when you're standing outside of a bar and you just really want to get home and you can't figure out how to use your phone to like hail a cab or an Uber. That's how I felt while I was standing in my island trying to get this Instagram to work. Everybody's telling me, just touch the top. There's a drop down menu. Well, I didn't have that little <laughs> arrow to drop it down. So I'm like trying. And every time you sent a link, it would say the link has expired. And I was like, oh, my God. And all I can hear in the background is just you reading these people's chirps to me. And I'm like, I have got to figure this out. I have dreams all the time where I'm trying to make phone calls and I can never push the button properly. And it's like just a really frustrating feeling. And so to have it in real life, then I realized somebody said, just update your app. And so I did. And then I got on and then I was, I was pretty lubed up. I mean, I had a little uh, social distance backyard fire before the hockey game with some friends, like just a couple that came over with their kids and had a little skate. And so I was right. I was, I was nice and lubed up going into the game. Um, my when I told my wife that I had joined the Bcast afterwards, after she had gone to bed, she was she went, oh no! I'm like, no, man, I don't think it was that bad, but yeah, I I just I I had a good time, man. Like I had fun. I liked interacting with the people like that, and to be honest, I just wanted to do some fun stuff, like and just talk with you guys, and so I broke out my party tricks. Oh, did you ever? Those, so man. if you didn't, if you didn't watch it on Nation underscore ON post game, I will do a B cast whether it's win or loss. And when Chalmers jumped in on Saturday, I just thought we were going to talk a little bit of Oilers, and then all of a sudden the circus tricks came out. I personally grossly miss or underestimated your ability to do a headstand. I'll tell you that much. I set an over under at about five and a half seconds for that headstand and you murdered it, murdered it. So me and my friend, Kevin Fugelberg, we have a, um, a long standing feud and who can do a longer headstand. And like, if you figure out how to do it, it's really not that hard. Like to get up, if you just put your, you know, you put your arms at a 90 degree angle, put your knees on your arms and push up. And so, we do it uh, like quite a bit, you know, and we time each other and we've had some pretty epic battles where people stop paying attention because it's just like gotten boring <laughs> because we go for like three minutes. And so I knew after 45 seconds that it would start to get really boring. But when you guys were saying like three, five, seven seconds, I mean, that was just insulting for one thing. <laughs> I was not jacked to hear what you guys thought I could do. <laughs> and then, so I had, so I was, <laughs> I was kind of glad, you know, it, the more drinks you have, obviously the shakier you get. And so 45 seconds, I was going, okay, you know what? This is starting <laughs> to get a little shaky, but, but yeah, the other, and then, so I had to tell everybody. So the other thing is, I don't know if you guys have ever done a plank where you just like elbows on the ground, mm -hmm. just straight body plank, right? Four and a half well, minutes, I, I believe is what you said. Four and a half minutes. So I had done like a couple, or <laughs> one minute, and then people were like, let's see if you can do two. So I had done two. And then somebody bet me like 50 bucks that I couldn't do a four-minute plank. At we were at, a, we were at a golf course in Whitefish, Montana, and somebody bet me, and I did it, and I went for like four minutes and 30 seconds. And it's one of those things like you just don't know that you can do shit like that until you can do it. Do you know what I tried to do the other day that I – that I like – I'm a little scared, but I think I can pull it off once I learn it. It's have you ever seen people and they, they, they have a workout exercise ball, right? Like a big workout exercise ball. 
and they they kind of stand at it, but then they do they like tuck their neck and then roll off of their back and do like a flip on it. I've been working. I, on. I don't know what you're talking about, but I would love for you to film it. So yes, I'll yes. Send you guys a bit. Yes. That's the next so one. I, <laughs> we were watching a video of it, me and my son, and I was like, I think I could do this. So we set it up in the basement, and I started giving it. And on it, I think I just got to get over the nerves of it. But yeah, that's going to be the next thing I, I'd learn to master. Oh, yeah, I that love needs, busting that out needs tricks. I love when people bust out tricks that you don't know that they have in their repertoire. Like Chalmers, I got again. I would have never expected that you could just bust out a minute long headstand out of nowhere especially yeah. after a couple of cocktails because i knew you had probably uh had an adult beverage or two because you kept calling me baby boy over and over again <laughs> baby boy yeah <laughs> oh baby boy <laughs> yeah i don't know where that came from i don't that's not like in my normal repertoire of my vocabulary Jay or Tyler, do you guys have a hidden human trick that nobody knows? It kind of reminds me of when we were at in Vegas, which is almost a year ago now, which is upsetting. But uh, kind of when we went down to Fairmont Street to watch that cover man and I busted out the worm. You guys didn't see that shit coming. Oh, that was fucking oh, unreal. That was awesome. Do you have anything like that? Big, big worm performer. I got to think. I I, I want to say I do, but I just can't. It's not... I, I haven't been at a party for so long that I don't have that bag of tricks is like deep in my brain somewhere. I got to bring it back to the forefront. Bur birthday suit push up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a different. Always a crowd pleaser, I would imagine. Back in the, back in the day, you, you know, there's people that just have zero problem getting in their birthday suit no yep. matter where they are. <laughs> that's Jr's Marty trick. <laughs> he, he he don't he don't mind taking it right back to. Mother Nature. Oh, oh, that's uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, <laughs> well that's after a you've been of my life, that's no longer. After you've been no. properly manscaped, you want to show the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> that's actually a bag milk. Thank you. That's a great transition point into uh, our, yes, our friends. You. Get me off the hook here, jeez. <laughs> our friends at Manscaped. If you like a young Jay, enjoy getting naked once in a while. You want to make sure you are properly manscaped. Of course, always get naked responsibly. Uh, the performance package available now. Manscaped.com. You've heard me now on a couple of podcasts talk about how good this package is and everything you get. Mm. But let me hit you with it one more time. The lawnmower 3.0 skin safe, electric terminal crop preserver, crop reviver, the magic mat, the weed whacker. And right now they will throw in their travel bag and a pair of their manscape boxers. You go, you pick your boxer size at manscape.com. You hit checkout. You go and you're going to be like, whoa, they already marked it down from $295 to 160. But that is not all. Cause if you use the promo code real life, Hit the OK button next to it. It's going to drop down again from $159.99 to $127.99 for that whole package. And that includes shipping as well. That promo code real life, by the way, works on all products on the Manscaped website. So go check them out, manscaped.com. And don't forget that promo code real life. There you go, manscaped.com. Um, I don't really have like any party tricks or anything. I'm trying to think right now, like, chapter in my life where I was certainly like Jay. Um, but I don't think I have anything that I can like always just like bust out and like roll with. I just don't, which is upsetting. Well, oh, I know there's gotta be something. Gotta figure one out. That's all. You just gotta work on them at home. You know, I, I could do a hell of an interpretive dance too. You know, there's 
Oh yeah. You never know what kind. You never know what kind of a start. I used to be able to do a a dance to the song Candyman by uh, Aqua, where I Very nice. I dance jobs, different jobs, like a fireman, construction worker. You just, <laughs> and, uh, your body is your instrument. It seems like my body is my it instrument. Is. I think I think the minute the lights just come on, I, I turn into a different person, especially with a couple couple cocktails in me. Uh, that's, that's why, why we I, need more chalmers on the beat cast. And be, people were like, "Oh my god, why do you bring this spot?" I'm like. Cause it's one o'clock in the afternoon on a wet on a Tuesday or Monday when we usually do this or a Thursday. Like I'm not usually drinking by then. I, I had told Wanya from the very beginning, I'm like, we need to do this podcast at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and, and then trust me, you'd get fired up Chalmers almost every time. You would get fired Chalmers. If you're drunk, you might let yeah, something slip in. Likely. <laughs> uh, I could be responsible. It'd be a lot of editing for your rem truck, I feel like. Like when we did our Christmas episode, like I had to clean up some stuff out of that one. But it was entertaining. I will say that. When you joined the Beak as your rem truck, you didn't exactly look sober as a Jaybird. Because yeah, I was I'd, not I'd say sober. The old uh, swear jar got filled up on your rem truck's appearance there to close. Oh, yeah. 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 Was I swearing a lot? I do swear <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. when I drink. You had the professional uh, shackles became undone and your yes, rem truck let it fly. Yes, it was sir. good. Like I said, Beatcast five star review was great, great TV on a Saturday night. It was fun. You know what? When uh, when the Oilers are winning, the Beatcasts are a good time. And when they're losing, I'm upset because I have to eat something gross. So I like when they're you know winning. What, you know what I like the most about them, and, and this is honest, is like the diehards are there. You know what I mean? Like it's that's the same people really over good, and over. Yeah, it's the way to connect with like the diehards, the people that you know have our backs pretty much no matter what and always support the things we do. So that's what I like the most about it. Seeing Alan Kramer come on and just have his moment to talk some shit like that. That's great. I love that you do that. A lot of oh, people you, too. Yeah, you got I to find show that, uh, a lot of people too. I find that in the B cast, they're the ones that DM me different jokes and meme ideas throughout the week. It's the ones that we speak to a lot. And the thing that I really appreciate the people that listen and watch those on a nightly basis is that for the most part, they're there the entire time I'm doing it, whether that's 20 minutes or an hour, they just ride with me until the end. So very, very grateful for the support those get. It's a small but loyal group and they're fun to do. And because of those people, they're fun to do. You, you ever thought, I mean, I did notice some, a couple of people were saying, I don't want to see, this can anymore. <laughs> like, right? You ever thought about maybe changing up the background a little bit? No, you have to well, do depends, it yourself. But like, it depends what's going on. Like, uh, on wind nights, it's a forty-minute commercial for Nation Beer. That's what it that's is. True. And uh, I think it's a very effective commercial. I would agree. Yeah, no, it's good. But yeah, like I, I do try to, I do like, that's why I bring Frank in. And then there's sometimes depending on what he's doing, I chase him around my house. Sometimes two weeks ago, I was making things in my air fryer. Like it, it depends on the night, I guess. How about all the memes I'm sending you for air fryers? Air fryer is so hot right now in the street. The thing that I love the most is that if I get a DM on Twitter or Instagram, that's just kind of a random popping out of the blue. I would say at this point, there's a 75% chance that it is air fryer related. 75% air fryer, 20% degen bag milk, 5% oil. Yeah. yeah. I get a lot of, this is my DMs right now, Chalmers. It's air fryers, degen stuff on my bets. And uh, people like to talk stonks. A lot of stonk talk in my DMs lately. Wow, you're you got lots of company right now with some big time accounts on Instagram. 
that are waving the air fire flag. I've noticed that's for sure. That's I feel awesome. like I feel like a real OG in terms of the air fryer. Like I think you are OG. I started using one like my dad back when I lived with my parents. My dad got one for my mom for Christmas one year. And that's when I first started using it. I think that was like three or four years ago yet. I've been on this bandwagon for a long time. And when I moved out, my parents were so concerned that I wouldn't be able to eat without an air fryer that they were like, listen, we weren't going to get you a housewarming gift, but we are concerned for your health. You need to be able to cook for yourself. And they bought me an air fryer. So um, I, I use it more than I use my oven. And it's not even particularly close. I don't remember the last time I turned on my oven, but I use my oh, air fryer daily. I can't wait to move my new house. My air fryer is just sitting in a box staring at me. Yeah, when are you moving into the new place? April, April 1st. Until then, I'm I'm, I'm a nomad. Yeah, April Fool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to move in. They'll be like, sucker. Hey, April Fool's joke. Look at your yard. Yeah. Oh, great. You got lots of trees. There's lots of, like a Japanese garden, Zen garden out front. I think we've mentioned that before. I think we have. Hey, you're Remchuk. Yep. Are you gonna ever get? To, are you gonna ever get to the listener profiles of the lovely young lady that's been just waiting on his bated breath? Oh, oh he's I, begging for us. Okay, I've been meaning to do this for a while, but the last podcast. I know, but Jr. Was wasn't here. There was a run of three where you weren't here for one, then Jay wasn't here for one, and then another one where one of you guys couldn't make it, and then we had the Struddy interview and the Saravali interview. So I've been trying to get well, to this for a you, while. I, I didn't know if you guys wouldn't didn't know that I would figure it out sooner or later, but I did. I know. I'm assuming. Have, I'm assuming she's been asking you for it. No, I just know. <laughs> Trust me, I know this person very well. <laughs> you do. Let's get to our uh, official listener profile. I need to start mixing in more of these. But today's on Instagram, Desiree K White and uh, Desiree White, aka this is her first answer, Chalmers' sister. Oh, actually, I thought this was going to be Chalmers' wife. Oh, no, yeah. this is my, this is my beautiful older sister. Older Dessert sister, okay. Tray twenty nine. She is the yeah, uh, yeah. membership and administrative coordinator at the Edmonton Country Club. So we're even learning more about Chalmers' family here. Um, in terms of one interesting fact about her, when she was in her teens, she got to babysit for Craig and Debbie McTavish, Kelly and Carla Buckberger, Shane and Kelly Corson, and Ron and Linda Lowe. So there are ties to Oilers alumni everywhere here, Chalmers. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so a little bit more about that. My mom was the uh, assistant general manager at the Edmonton Country Club for 35 years. The day she retired was 35 years to the day she started. Um, and she was, to say it lightly, she was the queen of the golf course. She took care of everything. She, you know, there was always a general manager, but when it came right down to it, she was the person that took care of everything. And in the amount of time, in 35 years that she worked there, there was a lot of very notable members at that golf course. And that's where this all came from. All these hockey players were members at the, at the golf course. And, you know, this is a story for another time, but this is why when I was eight years old, Mark Messier, Craig McTavish, and somebody else came to my house for a barbecue. Huh. Um, we had a barbecue. They, they felt that they, they were always the first person that my mom that met, that they met at the country club because at that time she was doing so much that she was signing up these members. So like, she would sign them up. She would show them around. She would, you know, she would do everything for them right off the bat. And then if they ever had a problem or a concern, or if they ever wanted anything, they went to my mom and she took care of it. 
And so, um, so she became really good friends with a lot of them. Like to this day, Kelly Bugberger lives down the street. You know, it's why we got him on the pod. The, him and my mom and my dad and his wife, they have dinner like quite often, you know? And, and so she was, she was able to make lasting relationships with a lot of like really great people in 1986. I think I've told the story, but Wayne Gretzky wanted to have a golf tournament at the country club. And my mom for three years organized it, ran it. You know, she became friends with Wayne Gretzky. If you, as crazy as that sounds. And so um, that's how my sister got to, to, to babysit for all these people. The third question that you get asked on the real life <laughs> listener questionnaire. Sorry. <laughs> Well, no, no, that's, I literally <laughs> you up to like, tell us that story. Transitioning onto the one. I don't know what else I going to say. Anyone, anyone want to respond to Chalmers statement? I don't know. No, it all sounds good. The third, <laughs> the third question on the listener questionnaire, when did you start listening to the podcast? And uh, she started listening in April, 2018. She hates to admit that it wasn't from the very beginning, but she didn't hear about it until then. Hasn't missed a single episode since she started listening. Now, I uh, didn't hear about it until April 2018. Chalmers, are you hiding this podcast from family members? Or is that no, when he I came didn't. on the podcast? Oh. I don't remember. Uh, I don't even remember when I came on, but no, I didn't. I just, I didn't think that they would be interested, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, number four, her favorite podcast episode or memory is the story about the legend of Jerry Larry episode 136. <laughs> That's cause she's married to Jerry Larry. Whoa, really? Yeah, Jerry Larry's her husband. Jerry Larry's my brother. Yes. And that's it for every, just, just I'll do it quickly. But the story is, is we were out at Pigeon Lake and it was about midnight and he was 10 out of 10 passed out by the fireplace. And he must've done something to his phone in his pocket because it called the RCMP he, and he didn't hang up. And so they triangulated his position and they sent the RCMP to our campfire because, you know, they, yeah. you, you, they, he couldn't, he, he couldn't communicate with them that nothing was wrong. So they sent the police. And then when he got there, they asked him what his name was. They said, are you Jeremy White? And no, they said, is your name Jerry? And he said, yeah, Jer. And then they said, what's your last name? And he said, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? If you, can believe, if you want to Jerry, see this ironic twist, Larry. This ironic twist of fate. I'm sitting in my sister and my my brother-in-law's neighborhood, and my niece is walking right past, walking their dog right now. Their daughter. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is a hell of an episode Weird. already. Oh yeah. I guess this so. is why it had to be read. Desi is like my yeah. pseudo sister for life as well. Uh, her favorite Oilers or sports memory, Chalmers already said it, uh, is when Mark Messier came to our house for a barbecue in 1988. Oh, I stepped on her story. God damn it. Yeah, I know. That's kind of why I was like, God damn. Uh, her her go-to oodle noodle order is a uh, general sunny chicken rice bowl. Classic. Ooh, Love it. And uh, to add to number four, actually, her favorite podcast moment, she wants to add this one in. For everyone's information, she says, quote, my brother is not a cheater. <laughs> oh, of course she's gonna say that. <laughs> did she, she always um, had my back? Did she? And you might need to edit this, but I'm gonna say it. Did she provide a number? No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That would have been weird. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Desiree White. Desi, Desiree I believe White. someone referred Desi. to Desi. On, on Twitter, on Twitter, her handle is what? Dessert Tray 29? Dessert Tray 29, yeah. 
Yeah. Dessert tray 29? Because it rhymes with Desiree. Dessert tray. Desiree. Oh, she follows me and I don't follow her. That is, what a mistake. Oh, I had to request to follow. Okay, there we go. I'm glad I fixed that. So there you go. There is our Oodle Noodle listener profile. And that was a good one. We've been waiting a few weeks to get that one out onto the podcast. So I hope it uh, lived up to the height. <laughs> Yeah, she's okay. fantastic, and I love her. She's my big sister. She's great. Mine too. How many other siblings do you have, Chalmers? I have an older brother who's 52. He's 10 years older than me, 11 years older than me. Um, and he is a pilot and lives in Airdrie, Alberta. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he flies for Air Canada. He actually, he's, he's, uh, he's on the Dreamliners. He goes to China. He goes to, to uh, Japan a lot, Thailand. Yeah. Does he ever fly the Oilers? Because I know they fly Air Canada. Uh, no. no. No, yeah, he doesn't. Okay. Uh, interesting. Oh, Chalmers, speaking of like pipes bursting and freezing, my uh, my older sister, she had to remove, her and her husband ha- said they filled up two Superstore crates with ice blocks that they removed from their laundry room because I guess like some duct got clogged up and there was water getting in. And during the oh, cold geez. snap, like something really, really fucked up happened. And they, she said two superstore crates of ice that they had to just rip off the walls and put into the crates and bring them outside. It's insane. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Help, me, help so, me visualize what a superstore crate is. Yeah, you, know what what is that? you don't know like the big crates you'd get at superstore if you buy your groceries there? I don't think they like do them laundry. anymore. Like a laundry basket. You guys have never seen the superstore crates? I have oh. not. I'm a regular superstore super customer as well. And I feel like I'm being uh, screwed out of some kind of crate or portage device. I honestly totally forgot that that is probably lingo that like just my family used growing up. Cause my mom had so many of them that like, whenever you needed to bring something somewhere, you just always grabbed a superstore crate. Cause we just had them readily available. I sent one in the chat there, just like those plastic crates that you could get with your groceries at superstore. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm so sorry about that. I hope so, that so you're right, well. this could tie oh, in just like a basket. People. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, like bigger than a grocery store basket. Like it's a little bit wider and just bigger in general. That picture didn't even almost do so it this justice. Does tie into something that I've, I've, I've been dealing with uh, a lot of questions from family, friends, and just people on Instagram, this cold snap, it, uh, it does something that I'm going to provide a little bit of, um, uh, knowledge about now some people might have noticed um, that in places like their attic access or around their windows if yeah. you've ever seen like a really dark brown drip that drips from the top of your window in between your casing or your your window um, or you've had like you know water kind of dripping maybe from your attic access I was called to one house where somebody had moisture built up around a pot light Uh, and you know, nine times out of 10, I know exactly what this is. And what that is, is in the attics of our houses, it is the same temperatures outside. It's a cold space, you know? So when it's minus 30 outside, it's minus 30 in our attic. And when our houses are plus 20, that's a 50 degree swing, right? Lots of people don't have enough attic or insulation in their attic access hatch. A lot of finishers in the city, a lot of people that do the attic access, it's not done by the insulator. And so what happens is, is a lot of hot air rises to the second floor, goes and finds and goes out the attic access. And then it will frost once it hits the cold, cold temperature. Then when it warms up, like it has in the past couple of days, it melts that. 
and that water then drips down. And so that's what's happening a lot of times. People think that they have, I know a lot of people have had this problem. Some people haven't, but when you see a, a drip coming from the top of your window inside the house, what's happening there is it's not that moisture is getting through like the exterior of your house. What's happening is no matter what, there's going to be some sort of heat loss through your insulation. And when that heat loss hits the sheeting on the outside of your house, it frosts because that's when it hits the cold air. And so then when that melts, it runs down to the top of the windows, but it's already behind your waterproofing that's on the outside of your house, either it be Tyvek or tar paper, whatever you have. And so when it gets to the top of a window, it can just seep in through like the, the nail flange uh, in between the nail flange and the sheeting. It then goes onto the top of the window. It will find a crack in where the casing is attached to the window jam and it will drip down. And the reason it's brown is because it's taking staining from the OSB sheeting that's on the outside of your of your house, right? And you know, it's just it's picking up like picking up kind of a dye, anyways. So there's a lot of things like that. That kind of stuff happens, and people always think they have a leak, but it's not a leak, right? What, so what is what uh, you guys have? What's what? what's the fix on it, Chalmers? Like, how how does one remedy this situation? So they're really <laughs> the the one where the water is coming through the the window casing. There is no remedy for it. Like a better insulation, uh, you know, but you, we insulate houses perfectly and no matter what, because you have insulation touching studs, you have heat loss. It's just, there's no, there's no way to stop that. The vapor barrier should provide you a little bit more of a barrier. But what's really happening is, is that the, the windows on the outside should have been tuck taped, meaning that when the water would have come down, then there would have been a membrane over that window flange. It just means that whoever built your house didn't have that and they, they left a void, but you know, the ceiling of windows on the outside, it's, it's a practice that's constantly evolving and it's never perfect. Um, but like the attic, the attic stuff, you know, it's just about getting more insulation and better insulation, um, especially with the attic access, like pull down your attic access hatch and look in it. And if it doesn't have eight inches to a foot of insulation, it's, it's under, it's got, it's under its R value. It's supposed to be R40 and like six inches and below is going to be R20 or better. And a weather stripping around the actually at the actual attic hatch, a lot of people don't put that either. Like a lot of finishers just set the attic hatch down on the wood jam that they put up there, but you have to put a weather stripping because the weather stripping is going to um, kind of, you know, uh, compress and give you a better seal there, right? So, so is it, yeah, is that a, is so that what, a, what, is that a problem or is that just creating an inefficiency in your house in terms of heating? Well, it's a, so the, the way that it can become a problem is most, a lot of attic hatches, some people don't make them like, it depends on what your finisher did. If they use an MDF material as your attic access hatch and that water goes up there, it's going to, not only is it going to drip down onto your floor, but it's going to absorb into that and completely swell it up and make it like, it'll almost become bigger than the space that it's supposed to be sitting in. And it will be really hard to get out. Like, and you'll see, you'll see, like everybody knows where if you look at like an MDF baseboard outside of a, um, a shower, you can usually notice that when people get out of the shower and they get some water on it, it starts to swell up, right? And if you start to notice that in your attic hatch, it's time to pull that attic hatch out, hatch out and fix it. But what your M Chuck had, the problem was if it was in his laundry room, the problem with that is 
is now not only do you have just your heat loss from your house, but the pipe going up that's taking out the venting for the dryer is like extreme heat, right? Now, never should a dryer vent ever go through an attic. So I'm hoping that's not what the problem is. Like, do you know what kind of pipe was up there and clogged your truck? No, I, I don't know for sure. Like she just kind of shared the story and talked about how fucked up it is and how like the insurance company has to get involved, blah, 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 blah. She didn't really get into too many details with me, but I just know that there was a lot of ice and like the pictures she showed me were like, holy shit, there's something real wrong there. And they'd had issues with it maybe in the past if I'm thinking of the same room, but it's a mess. Yeah. It's an absolute mess. I feel like this is also a great time to uh, bring up from episode 233, myheat.ca. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check out what your roof looks like. Totally nice. forgot about myheat.ca. Oh, that was good. Uh, Josh Park brought that up as a chirp, a chirp in the uh, the Beatcast comments. It was great. He did. He did. Speaking of... Oh, God, how can I transition this into an ad read? Speaking of staying warm, our friends at Twig and Berries can help you stay warm with their new line of clothes, the LFG sledding hoodie. I think that stands for let's fucking go. Um, and I'm allowed to say that because this is a podcast. Well, but says you. Know. Yeah. Potty mouth. Sure, says me, I suppose. Potty mouth. Uh, that on top of the ODR collection, they are both looking beautiful. You can pick, up, pick them up now from our friends at Twig and Berries. Also, they got some uh, new arrivals, some new kinds of, uh, so new designs of their nutsack underwear. Um, it is called Peter by Nutsack. One of them has like the logo. The other one is like a red plaid. <laughs> looks really good as everyone on this podcast can. I'm noticing a theme here. They're very on brand with all their names. It's very good. And it's like they're writing these things just for me and my 12-year-old sense of humor. So thank you, Twig and Bears. I appreciate you. Head to twigandberries.ca, use the promo code NATION15, and you get 15% off your order. Support local with your uh, clothing choices. And why not support Twig and Berries a little bit here for the everyday caveman? Twigandberries.ca, promo code NATION15. And uh, like I said, as we can all attest, the nutsack underwear is uh, 10 out of 10. Cannot recommend it enough. It's incredibly comfy. Uh, let's wrap this up with a little bit of Oilers talk. Figured that's a decent place to go here. Uh, they're going to get two games coming up against the Vancouver Canucks. And here's like something that kind of bothered me was when the Oilers were winning all those games for a stretch and everyone kept going, Oh yeah, they're beating the fucking senators. They're just beating the fucking senators. It doesn't matter. And now you go back, they've won nine of 11, which is like an insane heater. And in that span, they have also beat the Habs. They've beat the Jets. They've beat the Flames. They've beat the Leafs as well in that span. And then you look at what Ottawa's been doing since Edmonton beat them four times in four games. Ottawa has beaten the Leafs. Ottawa has beaten the Jets. Ottawa has now beaten the Habs. And I, I just hate it. It drove me nuts when people were throwing that. Like, oh, the Oilers wins. Don't count because they're beating the Senators. And it's like, come it's on, like, man. Hey, this like is just North forgets. Division banter. Yeah, That's everybody the plays the be. Senators. And you know no what? One... I'm looking at the standings right now. The Senators have won five games. Like, who's losing to the Senators? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody got to beat everybody else to get to. Yeah. So, I just think it was silly. It was foolish. And to see the Oilers sitting in, in, in second place now is a testament to how well they're playing. The goaltending stepped up. The depth scoring has came up. The special teams are better. Like, there's a reason they're climbing the standings. And yeah. it's not all of our areas, 
all of our areas of weakness or noted weakness in the past has now been been remedied during this time. I'm not saying it's totally fixed, but during this last, last 11 games, our goaltending's been good. We're getting depth scoring. That allows Connor to take a night off and then go supernova the next night. Like, it's th- that's what we're seeing. So just, you know what? Suck it. This yeah. is the Edmonton Oilers. This is exactly who we thought they were going into the season. They needed a nine-game preseason. Unfortunately, that was in the regular season. But they've come out of that, and now this is the team. Are they going to go on nine and two heaters throughout the rest of the year? Yes. No, oh. but, well, I want to say yes, <laughs> but, but but going seven and three yeah. or, or whatever. But six like, and four even is, is going to get you a long way. Oh, if they go six and four the rest of the way, like they're going to be like probably first place. There's a, like, there's a lot of things too to like about and the thing that's funny about the Oilers is how everybody will do backflips and cartwheels to shit on them. Like the other day, I, I I know I have to assume you guys laughed on Friday night when Eric Francis is talking oh about God. how poor the Oilers depth is. And it's the fourth line that ends up beating the flames. If you look at this team right now, they are tied with Toronto for the top scoring team in the North division and everybody wants to suck Toronto's balls for being able to score all the time. Well, the Oilers have the same amount of offense, the same amount of goals, exact same amount, 72, four. So let's pump the brakes on this only being Connor and Leon, because there are other guys that are stepping up. However, looking at this upcoming week, these two games against Vancouver are huge to me because that is a team that the Oilers need to kick while they're down because the Vancouver sucks right now. They are two, six and two in their last 10 and compare that to Ottawa. Ottawa's four and six in their last 10. So this is a team. The Oilers need two wins out of desperately. That ties, oh. that ties into my like thinking of, and, and the question for you guys is a third of the way, we're just a little more than a third of the way through the season. And what do we think of this North division setup? Like, what do we think about this? Like, I, I'm just starting to like really feel how important I just looked at the schedule there. And you know, when we play Vancouver, Calgary plays Toronto. Like that's an important night for the North. You know, I know it's early, but it's kind of like what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season where all as, even as every week goes on, the games are just going to be more and more and more. And like, it's exciting. I, I really like it. Oh yeah. What do you think? I, I'm loving it. The scoreboard watching, like you said, Chalmers for me is immense in, in, in these tight divisions like yeah. this, because every game's a four point game. And I'm watching, I'm checking uh, the score. If, if there's if there's a Canadian team playing, I'm checking the score because that game has an impact on the Oilers. Every Canadian game throughout this entire season, whether the Oilers are playing it or not, has an impact on the Oilers. So it's like a real high-intensity season, at least for me. Um, it's crazy. I don't think this is, I don't think they'll ever, like, this will be a permanent thing, but, like, just – Ride, enjoy the wave and the roller coaster that is going to be the Canadian division for this year. I we talked to we spoke to George Rock on Oilers Nation Radio not this past Friday but the week before, and he he made an interesting comment. He said, "I wonder if these teams are just going to start to hate playing each other. That instead of animosity, it's like, oh, for fuck's sakes, it's the Flames or the Canucks or whoever again." And that was interesting, and it's getting to a point where. Is anybody getting tired of seeing the same teams over and over again? I'm not. I'm not uh, either. I'm not I, don't even, I don't even know that the other, the rest of the league is even happening, to be honest. Is there, is there a rest yeah, of I the think, league? Yeah. I think for more like teams like Ottawa, they're going to start to get sick of playing teams like Edmonton when they just know it's like, had another one of these, like, you know, 
we're getting slaughtered here and I don't like it. Right. And you know, when we like, who do we really not like playing right now? You know, Toronto, when things are going good. It's good. Exactly. So I think, I think that's going to depend on how you're doing in the standings and overall in your season, you know, Vancouver, I, I didn't think that they'd be this bad, but you know, they can't be happy to play Toronto or Edmonton or. Who, who are really. the surprises for you guys so far? I mean, we're 20 ish games in roughly for every team. Who's the surprises for you so far to me, honestly, like I know it's, it's easy to shit on the flames because of the battle of Alberta, but I did not expect the flames to be this bad. They have the same amount of goals for as Ottawa. They are not scoring at all. Yeah. That Calgary that definitely one for me. Too. Yeah, Calgary is surprising. Um, Vancouver, I thought was going to be a little bit better uh, than they were, but for me, I, I and and I'm I'm biased because the East shits on us all the time. So I've got a chip on my shoulder versus the East. That is well documented. But I don't think the, the to me the Leafs are a shock. I don't think they're as good as their record is. And I kind of want to. I can't wait for it to get deeper into the season because they've had some really weird losses that make you question if they're like legit or not. Like we've got what what are we five hundred against them right now? We're two and two. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And we probably should be three and one. We should have won that. We should have swept in Toronto. So I'm really looking forward to this Saturday's game. Well, even to three games, even to your point, Jay, like the Oilers right now are in second place with 12 wins. Toronto has 14 uh, game in hand, but that just makes me think of how many games have the Oilers left on the table this year so far. Oh, they could be I in know. first place right now. Oh, there, there's, there's easily, 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 easily. And I mean easily, three games. It could be more, but like three, like legitimate ones where it's like that was that was their game. That was their game, and they just said, "Here, have it." I've also been missing the first game against the Flames. That was a that was a win. That yep. that was a lot that turned into a loss because of goaltending. Whereas you know on but Saturday, listen, Friday, they, they were not they were not up until about a week ago playing the way that they are playing right now. Like we, I talked about no chemistry the first five games that they couldn't gain the zone with any type of plan. And now it's like everything has chemistry. Everybody's being supported. Everything is looking like a good play. There's they've like absolutely controlled the amount of bad plays they have. And it just, it looks like, it looks like they've, they're a team that's been together for a long time, like right now. And that's, that's the one thing that if they can continue that for like this next, you know, one third portion of the season, then we go into the last third of the season, like really, really ready. I think to like make a run. Yep. And something that's worth noting too, is that the Oilers are second in the division. I know the games in hand will, will sort that out. Um, Cause they really could be fourth if you go by win percentage, but they haven't been healthy yet. Like look through this lineup, man. They're missing Ethan. They've been missing Ethan bear for a while now. Ethan bear. I, I say he's their second best defenseman. I know Barry's playing great recently, but I still like coming into the year, Bear was supposed to be their second best D-man. Zach Cassian's been out and he's a top nine player. No Mike Smith early in the year really hurt their goaltending. You look at the Oilers goaltending since Mike Smith came back into the lineup and not just has Mike Smith been good, but Miko Koskinen has two starts since Mike Smith has been back. He has a 952 save percentage in one, a 977 in the other one, like this goaltending duo appears to be back to what it was last year, which is huge. So they've been playing good and they aren't, they've been healthy. I still have a problem though. Can I, can I nitpick? 
Yeah. Am I allowed to nitpick? Oh, I know you're going to say bag milk, and I agree. The boys cannot clear the fucking zone nope. on penalty kills, and nope. they also give up the puck at the opposing blue line way too much, and it drives me crazy. It drives yep. me insane. If I'm going to nitpick, that's my problem with the Oilers right now, is clearing yep. the zone and dumping it in properly at the other blue line. Man, they're no getting nervous with that. Those, no I, talked about, I talked about it on Oilers Nation Radio, but those danger zones, right? Within three feet on either side of either blue line, either when you're bringing the puck out of your own end or when you're bringing the puck into the other team's end, you cannot afford to make mistakes that close to the blue line because that's how things get flipped around and end up when the odd man rushes or sustained zone time uh, sustained zone time the other way. But yeah, hopefully they figure that out. I think Bear getting back into the lineup. I don't think it'll be tomorrow against Vancouver, but it should come eventually here. That coming back, that'll help their blue line a lot, I think. I feel bad off for the glass, Off well. the glass, off the glass, off the glass, off the glass. In those situations, stop yeah. trying to force the finesse initiative or issue when you're in under duress. Like, the goal is to just get the puck into the neutral zone, get it out of the zone. Like, none of this soft stuff or trying to make a pass, especially if, if you're not in control. And so I always you feel like they I try think? to force things or it's soft plays. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Charles. Drives me crazy. No, no, no. I totally agree with you guys. And I was, I'm more saying looking at like the, the overall view of this season and like one of the things that fascinates me too, is that I have no idea how to um, compare how we are to like a Bruins or an Avalanche or like a Vegas Golden Knights. And I think that something to look forward to, and something that we can get to talk about pretty soon, like, or like after this next one third of the season is like, what do we, how do we think we stack up against some of these teams? Right. Like that's going to be a lot of the narrative going in because we're only going to have played six teams. Like how, how, really, how do you think we stack up to some of the best teams in the NHL? How does Toronto stack up to some of the best teams in the NHL? Right. Like that's what I think is going to be. So another, another thing about these divisions that I look forward to. It's also going to be interesting just to see who's able to play play games. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at the standings right now. Dallas has still only played 12 games. Vancouver's played we got 20. 22. We're at 20, oh, yeah. Man. So, especially with COVID, just throwing uh, wrinkles into the mix. It's very, very odd. Yeah, D- Dallas, is gonna, Dallas has got to get out of Dallas for a little while here because clearly they can't make it work. Like if I, was ask you, if I was just to ask you, would you have any idea outside of the North who is leading those divisions, the other three divisions? I know Carolina has uh, been unreal. Um, I would think Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins have been unreal. Boston's Vegas as well. Ta- Bruins ahead Vegas, in the Tampa. East. Carolina Tampa ahead in the Central. Tampa's not as good. And Tampa's not that good right now, right? The West at St. Louis. You know, so Tampa is sitting fourth place in the Central right now. Yeah, but they're right. Like that whole division is kind of like just a cluster right now because like Carolina's in first, 25 points in 16 games. Florida's one point back of them, same amount of games. Chicago's there at 22 points, but they've played 19. Tampa's only played 15 games and they have 21 <laughs> points. So like it's either going to get evened out or it's going to have to come down to points percentage. Uh, but in the North Division, the Oilers have a chance here. And Gregor talked about this on his show today. Um, the Oilers have a chance to basically eliminate Vancouver from like contending with Edmonton for a spot this year. Cause if you sweep <laughs> Vancouver in these two games, you're going to be 10 points up on them with two games in hand. So like, it, that's just, that's almost to the point where it's too much to make up later on in the season. Right. So it, it's a big two games. 
And also you want to be playing your best going into this uh, set of three against Toronto as well. So it should be fun. Uh, Oilers also just putting out Oilers just putting out on their Twitter that they're going to be rocking the reverse retros for both games against Vancouver. I know that was on their schedule. They sent out earlier this year, but a a nice reminder, a nice pick me up for me because those reverse retros are sick. Tyler, can you answer a question for me? Yep. Why do the Oilers have to lobby to the NHL to be able to wear those reverse (laughs) retros more than three fucking times? It's the business of sport. I'm assuming it has like, it's probably has something to do with like the Adidas contract, even though all the jerseys are Adidas. I don't know. It is so weird to me that they only get three games to wear those. Like should, I, I just would have thought, why can't they wear them whenever the fuck they want? Well, and other teams have like five or six games that yeah. they wear them. It doesn't, so, doesn't which, make any like, sense. There's no consistency. And the Maybe the Oilers weren't sure if, if it was going to be, oh, that was great. That was great. Those, those Whalers jerseys, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're white too, right? So like you would be able to, it should never conflict with anyone else when you're on the road. Or I was even thinking like for that game Saturday night against the Flames, why would you not just tell the Flames, hey, bring up your darks. We're going to wear our reverse retros. Like you could easily slide them in more than you did, but whatever. You could have had the Flames just wearing their dark reds or whatever. And then the the Oilers wearing the orange and white and it would have looked great. Yeah, it's weird. What did we all think about the uh, cluster bleep that was the Lake Tahoe game. I don't think it was a clusterfuck. Uh, I, I think the... Oh, dude. Is this, they got those postcards no off early. The forecast, I think, screwed them over a little bit. They thought it was going to be overcast, and that would have prevented the ice from melting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I that was... Like it wasn't I just a great like start. Quote. I just like Bettman's quote about... Uh, yeah, well, there's clouds everywhere except for where the sun is. <laughs> You're like, well, well, I like what? that he said, uh, sunshine <laughs> is the enemy, too, or whatever his quote was. It was pretty great. Sunshine <laughs> has always yeah. been all right. Well, just play the games at night. Like, they should have – the only thing I guess they should have done is you roll the dice on – you always roll the dice in the weather when you plan those things, especially, like, Lake Tahoe. That Yeah, sure, at elevation, there's snow and you can ski and all that. But, like, down at the lake, the lake wasn't even frozen. So, like, Not close they should have – they. Sh- they should have left some flex there and not even had started the games when they did and just been like, okay, because the conditions, like we're just moving them straight to nighttime. So it could just be like a solid game as opposed to like a nine hour intermission. Like imagine bag milk <laughs> if a nine hour intermission happened at the heritage classic in Winnipeg. I was just going to say, we oh, had a yeah. two hour sun delay at the heritage classic in Winnipeg. And after a long bus ride to get there, we were thirsty. So I yeah, know, and I you know what they did. Little... They didn't start the game. They waited to start the game. Yes. Like, just do that. Yes. And boy, did we get drunk. Well, we, what, we drank, like we, drank the... we drank the stadium out of beer. <laughs> what I liked about the winter class or the, the Lake Tahoe game yesterday was if you, if you watch the highlights, you notice that in the first period, sun was out. So there was a lot of shadowing on the ice, a lot of like, you know, dark areas, but then really sunny areas. Then you get into the second period and now the sun's going down and it's like perfect. You know, the whole ice has no shading. It's a beautiful, like uh, the lighting was perfect. And then all of a sudden for the third period, sun's down and it's black. And it's just like the, the contrast between each period was unbelievable. So you got to start it during the day, though, to get those uh, to get the photographers out because the scenery yeah. was incredible. Oh my god! It was beautiful. It was beautiful. 
and and that could and they could do it there again and it could work it's just it's all like you roll the dice on that stuff so you can't like fault anyone like i like the new approach i obviously i think the reaction to just like how beautiful it was i don't think that's gonna go away in terms of you're, there's it's almost a foregone conclusion there'll be an nhl game at lake louise now yeah. which is very cool and like have it move around and like you know those mystery alaska games every you know a couple every year different destinations and move it around and like and, and play and bring it back to like pond hockey like they they've they've started something really special there i was trying to think of it because Jay, Jay, we played on that outdoor tournament at fairmont a couple of years ago obviously you couldn't yeah. do it right on the lake but i don't sure I you can why not no you can't play on the lake ice you have to have a separate ice surface the league would never do that you can drive. Was, oh, geez. Come on. Let's take Gary Bettman ice fishing where we've got a truck on the water when there's 12 inches of ice. If it's the ice is two feet deep, you can play an NHL game. Yeah, but then you're running into a whole nother set of issues if it were to ever warm up a little bit or anything like that with like all your boards out there. Well, that's and why you don't do it on Lake Tahoe. If Lake Tahoe was the lake, yeah, everyone would be swimming. You they'd have to do it. Canada, they'd have to build the rinks. Where we actually have up. winter. I was Do even wondering Slave Lake. At, at, at the Fairmont though, at Lake Louise, there's if I remember if I remember correctly, there was a big flat area as you walked out to the lake. You could probably do it right leading up to the lake if you had yeah, to build a separate structure. You could. The scenery would why, be incredible. I don't know why basketball hasn't done an outdoor game yet. Why the hell haven't they done a an outdoor game on like a that to me, that's uh, easy scenario. Oh, but but yeah. the elements, man, like yeah. the element, like three four throw, like if you have five kilometers of wind, that's a factor. That uh, no, but couldn't you imagine like a basketball game? How about this though for a basketball game? Like some balling ass millionaires got this huge foyer as you walk into his house and it's all marble and vaulted ceilings or something like that, and you put a basketball Great. game in there, it'd look dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like on a roof somewhere, but yeah, the wind would just be too much. Like players wouldn't be able to shoot. I never thought of the wind. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then uh, baseball is going to, they were going to do it this season, but obviously because of COVID, it didn't happen, but they're going to play a game on the field from uh, field of dreams. Yeah. That's going to happen now uh, this coming season. Still, I believe, I think there's a plan for that. That's to happen. wicked. That's cool. Will Kevin right. Costner be there? <laughs> He's too busy tending his ranch in Montana. Shoeless Joe. I'm going to wrap yeah. this podcast up before we do. <laughs> Good. Uh, we got to get gotta, back to work. We got a new partner at the nation, Deuce Vodka. Remember our friend Brett Kissel, who came on, did a shirtless podcast with us in the summer during COVID. I mean, I was still- ready to do another shirtless one with him today. Yeah, we're hoping to have him on right away, but he's got a new brand of vodka out his own line. It is called Deuce Vodka Prairie Spirit Second to None made for the big time. It's available in liquor stores across Alberta. If you don't see it on the shelves of your local liquor store, just ask him. Be like, hey. Guy who runs my local liquor store, bring in some Deuce Vodka. And I'm sure they'll be happy to oblige Deuce Vodka. It is a celebratory vodka. I saw Brad Stepanko was drinking some on the weekend, and I was jealous of him. So check out Deuce Vodka. Proud new uh, friend of the nation. There's already there's already a shot form where there's, you want to tell a brand synergy. It's called yeah. the Neon Nation shot, where you do a drop of the neon into a nation beer and consume. Damn. Super beers. They'll get that was you. a hell of a chug. Hell of a chug by him. Oh, and yeah. He just DM it with uh, him. And he's like, this actually tastes good. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, we can't have a pint party soon enough. Oh, it's just like, I was thinking about that. He told was me it was, with, he, told, he, 
I was texting with Rick <laughs> after the game on Saturday night, and all I, all we could think about was like, how great would it have been to been able to roll into the pint after after that game on Saturday and just get bamboozled? Oh, oh the D floor wouldn't have stand a chance. I would be buzzing after a win like that. Oh, like that. Oh God, that's like that's why sports are so important. Like they just like they just make moments of your life so amazing. Like you go to the game, Battle of Alberta. Jujar fights. We mop them seven one. Like I'm not gonna go out after and have an absolutely amazing time. That is impossible. I could already have Ugh. seen us all spilling into a donair shop at two a.m. You know, just wait. Just wait till we go to Vegas. We have a nation trip to Vegas or a nation trip to Nashville, and there's fifty to hundred of us, and the Oilers actually show up and win like six one. Like. That is going to be such an amazing and memorable slash unmemorable trip. Oh, I can't wait. Tyler will have blown his nut by the time we were there for six hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd give anything to be doing that right now. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. This has been episode 258 of the Real Life Podcast. Quick run through all the sponsors that we love very much. Oodle Noodle. Check them out. They are on Skip the Dishes or uh, proceeds from all curbside in-store orders go towards local charity. Manscaped.com, that promo code is real life, gets you 20% off and free shipping. Twig and Berries, promo code NATION15, also gets you 15% off. And then I believe they do, uh, uh, you can pick it up when you order to uh, St. Albert. And also our new friends at Deuce Vodka, available in two flavors as well. Ask your local liquor store to bring it in. All right, this has been episode 258 of the Real Life Podcast for Chalmers, Bag Milk, and Jay. I'm Tyler Remchuk. Have a good week. We will talk to you once again on Thursday when the Oilers will be taking on the Canucks. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.